So, That's your problem right now. I ask you to do one thing, you do the opposite. So I don't need a mic no more? No, you good to go. I told you already. I said that. It's so the, that's it's, what that means. It's the it's the it's the, the lemonade. So I'm saying into? that's what that means. Because we had just, mics last week. You still talking about something we already don't talked about? <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out. I just told you though. I said, I said, baby, no mics this week. Soon before I press record, that's what I said. You don't listen. That's your problem right there. It's like, no. All right, baby. We back. <laughs> we back with another episode. MTMJ Podcast with the wife. Mm-hmm. You are the wife. Emma. Okay. We just hate. But we won't, we won't worry about that. Am I? You are a hater. <clears throat> The wife. <laughs> Once something doesn't mean you deserve it. Many people will say, I won't settle for less than I deserve. When the truth is, you don't necessarily deserve it. You just desire it. What you deserve is what you've earned. If you've intentionally worked on high-level communication by developing... No, I wasn't ready for that. The linguistics, your clarity of speech, then you can have a higher expectation of reciprocity. labor relentlessly to become financially stable and you're not so apt to just allow someone to come in who has a reckless spending behavioral pattern you feel like you've earned the right to be with someone that will value the financial security you've created i deserve a man that makes seven million dollars a year no you desire a man that makes seven million dollars a year but you've done nothing to earn it outside of your aesthetic presentations i deserve a woman that will take care of all of my kids no you desire a woman that'll take care of all 16 of your kids i'm not telling anyone to settle for less than they deserve if they've earned it if you gone to school for 12 years to be a medical doctor and when you get to the table of discussion concerning your pay the negotiations are going to be in your favor because you have a valid reason as to why you want what you want but it's delusional to say that i won't settle for less when you've done absolutely nothing to validate your position of expectation i deserve a man that's 6 5 220 pounds of pure muscle why i deserve a woman with a big old booty and some big old breasts and she can cook you don't deserve nothing that's just your list of lust hey <laughs> That's just your list of lust. But did, what did uh, Asa McIntyre say? Y'all BBLs and boob jobs? That's why I thought that, <laughs> that motivation was perfect. You know, I thought that motivation was perfect. Let's go. Welcome to episode 139. Yeah, I just became a whole nother person. You know, with a pod going, you become something different. Hey. Let's go get some money. Fuck they plan. Hey. I told her, take this plan B and stop playing. I'm tired of buying jewelry, finna buy some land. Oh, we jamming it. Hey. We in the club. Hey. Hey. Who I be? Hey. Talking to these hoes that she weak. Hey. They say money talk, put diamonds in my teeth. Hey. I be Louis. Oh, cut that up, cut that up, cut that up. Messed up in your yard like trick or treat. You want that bass to be bumping in your truck. In your car. In your arm. In your airport. Don't look at me like that, white. Hey! 
my favorite song. Let's go. Hey. Hey. We don't move forward. I'm talking about the intro. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even know the words. You want me to say something so bad? No. Can you right, say it, babe? You, you ain't the shit, shit, bitch. You not bitch, even the fuck. I'm breaking their hearts. Like, oh, my daughter showed me how to do it. This is be quick, but I'm quicker. This is be thick, but I'm thicker. She could be rich, but I'm richer. Damn. Take it on me. Hey, babe, I'm sweating. Don't give a fuck. Me tips. Think you the shit, bitch. You not even the fuck. I be going hard. I'm breaking their hearts. Bitches be quick, but I'm quicker. Bitches be thick, but I'm thicker. She could be rich, but I'm richer. Damn. This bitch at home playing dress up. She must have thought she could catch up. I got my foot on their necks, I can't let up. She all on the floor, so I got up. She my son, but I ain't her mammy. I wonder what rapper this is about. Eat through my panties. Hard knock life, no annies. I need a big hammer in my hand. I lose anything. fart that's what she said she said you're not a fart felt like she said bitch you a fart no she said you think you're the shit you're bitch, not you a fart? even a fart bitch you a fart no <laughs> I, why i want i feel like i want to if i feel like bitch you are a fart because bitch you're not even a fart yeah. i wouldn't want to be a fart either my thing is you think you the shit people always think like they, they have oh okay now i get it you're oh, not bitch, you're bitch, nothing bitch like, you're not a fart you're not even a fart and that's the minimal of letting you know that you got a shit hey yo who, who, <laughs> <how do you think? laughs> you know you but that's up. your song yeah that's my song i've been <laughs> i've been popping that thing every day she already know you've been bitch, off your ice spice bitch, that's bitch, crazy Bitch, you're not even a fart. That don't even see. I can't even get that shit to go together myself. Cause it so don't go fact, like that. The fact she in the is she in the suit. You think the you the shit? Bitch, bitch you're, you're not, not even a fart. a fart. No, you're not even a oh. fart. It's a complete sentence. Well, excuse you're me. You trying to break it down and make it something that's not. Bitch, you're not even a fart. Oh, okay. <laughs> I get it. No, you don't. Bitch, you you think you the shit? You're not even a fart. You think that not like a. You think he just uh What? <laughs> hey y'all. Oh, How's it been God. going? What's up, y'all? He's, he's, he's okay. Yeah, he's, I am. He's okay. So we want to start with a story <laughs> I don't think no one's talking about, man. So last Saturday, yeah, last Saturday, a gentleman got into his Honda. It looked like a Honda Civic, but it was a tr- truck. Uh, I don't know what it's a Honda something. Uh down in Virginia Beach. And he drove his truck right off the pier, right into the ocean. 
Problem is, on Sunday they tried to retrieve the vehicle, but the tides in the vehicle was too slow, uh, was too aggressive. So the people that were going down in the water to retrieve the vehicle was unable to. Then they bought in a barge. Is that what it's called? Okay, that's what it's called. Why did everything fly at once? <laughs> Why are you making that face? Is you okay? Because you had a lot going on. I'm sweating. This is I crazy. Turned up. You shouldn't have gave me a liquor. Um. Yeah, but the, it uh, took them almost a week to retrieve that vehicle. Yeah, they retrieved and the vehicle like yesterday. And I feel like that is sad. That sucks. No, they retrieved the vehicle on Friday. Just almost a week. It happened on at, the 27th. At around 9 a.m. Um, and when they retrieved the vehicle, they did find one one deceased person inside the vehicle. And I would be sad if I was the family, man, understanding that this sad person might have really been struggling through some mental health issues and you wasn't able to help him out or um, save him. Um, watching the video, it looked it looked like he, he, he was contemplating driving that joint off the bridge. I mean, John, driving it off the pier. And um, he braked, like you said, and then whoop right into the water. He braked a couple of times. The brake my lights thing came is, on a couple of times. If if I'm on my morning walk, right? That's why I just say, like, us as Americans, we are so consumed by our cellular devices that we can't even just enjoy the, uh, scenery. the scenery. You know how beautiful the beach can be during, like, the sunrise and the water and the waves that you literally was able to get your phone out mm-hmm. in time to catch that man driving, driving off the pier. That's 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 wild, ain't it? I mean, we catch everything we, before we, we call for help. Yeah, we don't. <laughs> yeah, like you could have died nine one one. Y'all could have saved his life. That's you could have swept. You could have died. You can't record and be on the phone at the same time. Yeah. So it says hmm. one person was found dead inside the car that drove off the Virginia Beach fishing pier. Police said after the vehicle was recovered Friday morning. According to the Virginia Beach Police Department, pathologists with the medical examiner's office will work to identify the person. Once identified, the person won't be uh, the person's next of kin will be notified. Uh, the re- uh, re- I'm sorry, it wasn't a Honda. It said the uh, recovery vehicle was identified as a red Nissan Kicks, which didn't have a license plate attached. Why do you think he didn't at- uh, attach the license plate? So that nobody can call it in. Okay. But the crazy thing is, if the people that called and said that somebody was missing, and that that does turn out to be that person, that is so unfortunate. Mm-hmm. So unfortunate because apparently there were signs for help, and they could not help him. Yeah. Help him because they so, said that it was a he who they are reporting, but they don't know who this person is per se. But the family believes. That it is the person yeah, that they called mental, for missing. Mental health is real, man. It said, is. Um, uh, the vehicle was removed around nine fifteen a.m. Friday. Like, listen, y'all, listen to me. Nine fifteen a.m. Friday, and he drove his vehicle in the Virginia Beach waters at seven o five on Saturday. That's wow. I said almost a week, and the sad part is. Because of the tide and the water, they wouldn't let divers and stuff go in. And when they tried to go in, they saw the vehicle, but the current was too strong for them to do anything. It's just the fact that what else could have possibly been done that could have saved him? 
I also say or this. Whoever it is. This next statement opens up um, why, why we need to. You know, it always takes for something to happen for you to understand things that need to be put in place to sure up for like these sort of emergency situations because they had to uh, get assistance from the Crofton um, Portsmouth based private contracted industries. Uh, for their peer to come and assist them with extracting the vehicle. It said a spokesman from the Virginia Beach Police said that the vehicle was moved to a calmer location where the forensics team will open the car door in a privacy. Um, in the privacy. But they put that thing up upside down. And that was another thing. So now the body just sitting on the roof of the car. Uh, they say there was a strong suggestion, lots of evidence that suggests that would support, um, we'll know for sure when the forensic evidence is able to identify the body. Um, but my heart, you know, just to get this out the way and move on, because that is sad, my heart goes out to the family. Um, you just got to check. It's not just checking on your people and just calling them. You know, like, man, man, hug your people, man, and make sure, like, if they stru- if they if they start showing showing signs of like you know like they struggling mentally, that you were able to like support them in whichever way you can. Because at the end of the day, they also gotta want want your support. You can't kind of force your support on them. They gotta want to be supported. Um, so like if it's, if you see a cry for help, man, just 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 don't ignore them. You know, because some people ignore their loved ones when they say they struggling. And they don't take it as serious as they should. And stop thinking when people do certain things because of who the person is and how you know them to be, that it's attention seeking. Yeah. If somebody comes to you, and even if they are attention seeker, and they come to you and they say, man, I don't want to be here no more. I'm, I'm just about to end it. Don't take it lightly. Don't Don't take none of it lightly. Because them saying that, just to see what your reaction is going to be. And most times, it's not a good reaction to make them feel like they shouldn't do it. So, don't take none of it lightly. Yeah, you can call and check on your friends and things of that nature. But sometimes, you have to lay eyes on them. Because people can tell you they good over the phone, but they really not. So Yeah, they could be sitting in a... Dark place in their basement, contemplating taking their life. Why they telling you they okay, yeah, and so. you ain't seen your per- your your friend or loved one in months. And a lot of things don't have to be monetary gain Mm-mm. for it. I'm just spending time kicking it, doing little things. Me and my BFF baby mama went to the grocery store yesterday. That's all we did. We got put on clothes and went to the store. Babe, be back. He was like, oh, y'all dress. Y'all no, be gone for a while. You no, dress. I said you, you dress. You're going to be okay, gone for right. a while. Like we was going somewhere. We they were gone for a went, while. We were. <laughs> they were gone in for a while. In one store. <laughs> I said, I'll see you in a few hours. <laughs> in one store. We literally was in one store. And we didn't buy a whole bunch of stuff or nothing. We literally up and down the aisles, talking, kicking it. Huh. <laughs> Vice versa. Vice versa. You know, I I I chilled with my grandmother for a few hours, right? I hadn't done that in a while. And um 
you know, I took my work with me and I was able to do some work by while sitting in there and kind of observing my grandmother for myself and just placing the eyes on her. And the fact, like, you know, I know she's she's struggling with, you know, her old age, her old age uh, um, issues or whatnot. But the fact that she told me while I was leaving, man, how much she appreciated that I came and sat with her just tells me, like, it's it's so important to, like, you know, you know, sometimes all they care is just to have a listening ear. You don't really even be having to say anything. They just want to have somebody to talk to when they're not just sitting in there talking to themselves. But that this also leads us to another story. Chinese woman reportedly decides to leave 2.8 million fortune to her pets. She says her children didn't visit her even when she was ill. She's like, man, the story says y'all better take care of your parents. An elderly woman in China has decided to leave 2.8 million fortune to her cats and dogs instead of her children. That's like um, the that's like Oprah, the designer. I thought Oprah did the same thing. She, she ain't had no kids though, but I, from what I heard, she left her money to her dogs. I mean, but now she, she had a dog kids. <clears throat> it said, according to the report, the woman who was only identified by her surname Lou has initially included her three children in the will. She made a few years back, but she reportedly left them money and property, but has changed her mind, saying that her children did not take care of her when she was sick and didn't make an effort to contact her. She recently changed her will and insisted that all her money must be used to care for her pets and any of the offspring after she dies. Mm-hmm. A local veterinarian clinic has reportedly been appointed as the administrator of the inheritance and is responsible for taking care of her animals. Man, that sucks. That's like the designer. He left all his money to the cat. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I'm, that's wild. Some of these comments are funny. Somebody said, does, does your pets need to be adopted? I mean, like, do they need a sitter? You know, do they need a pooper scooper person type situation? Like, because what? That veterinarian about to live good. This 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 is a good question though. They say the question nobody asks is, what type of mother were you that your kids didn't even want to deal with you when you were dying? I mean, it does speak volumes, but the sad part of it is, yeah, because my grandmother is an asshole. But here you come now that I'm gone, looking for something. Like, yeah. why should you want anything from somebody who who was barely there for you or who was not a good parent in your eye, why would you want something from there? Because I didn't look for nothing from when, when dumbass died. <laughs> I didn't think two shits about nothing. Even though I'm quite sure we were all left to have something, but that was never even something for me to even think of. Like, why do I want anything from you? So... We live in a greedy society, though, because I don't... I mean, we live in a greedy society, so I don't know how much I would trust that even the veterinarians or the lawyer would do what they're supposed to do. That's to what I said. The veterinarian are going to live good. I mean, that those pets are being taken care of because there's ways to manipulate receipts to make it seem like you're spending $2.8 million on on this and that when vice versa, that dog probably got $20, $30 every month worth of that money and the other... Uh, X amount of dollars Them went pets to whatever. about to die. <laughs> yeah, you know. Them pets is about to die. But it 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 it, it kind of does. Suck. I mean, I wouldn't. 
I wish I would understand what their relationship really was like before I read this story to understand why she feel like the need to leave that money to the pets and not to her kids. Like, was your relationship with your kids really that bad that you had to leave $2.8 million to... And, and our pets are like our family, I mean, so I understand so let's think that. About but do you think $2.8 million is is too much money let, to be taking care of pets? Let's think about it. Put yourself in that situation. Well, well, you know what they say in the Bible. Raise your kids up right, and when they go, they will not depart from you. But, so that speaks to, if she have to leave that money to them pets, that speaks to their upbringing. And how maybe she treated them when they were coming up. I mean, I'm just telling you what the Bible says. But even not the Bible, put yourself in that situation. If senior was to go and had money, oh, that nigga. I don't care. I don't then you money. have it. So that's what I'm saying. Like, what <laughs> you making it seem like? <laughs> that nigga's that nigga's not even a fart. <laughs> But I'm just saying, there you go. Like, put yourself in a situation the, like... That nigga can keep the dust off my Ugg flip-flops. Yeah, he can get that money to the to the, the uh, Grow Bigger Ball Society with all that <laughs> The fuck? All right, so I'm about to play something, right? And I personally think this sounds crazy, but I think this is going to open up a deeper conversation into, like, co-parenting. Okay. But it's some wild ass shit though. No lie. Our kids, they are two, three, and four, so they're at an age where when it's time for him to come pick them up, I just let up the garage and they run on out. Oh yeah, I don't do this all that. Bambi. I don't do that. I, I get my kids on my days, on the days I'm supposed to get them. There will be no calling, asking for them, and all that. I don't do that. But do you go one, there to one, pick one them day, up? Yeah, but I'm going to change that, too, because I don't feel like I should, I should be at her house. I feel like that's a private place where she stay, and mine is a private place where I stay. And we, yeah, 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 I just want to, you know, I just want to keep it forward. You know what I'm saying? I like the forward motion of, of things and how it go. And um, like I say, it's real peaceful for me. You know what I'm saying? My mental health. So you just rather have no communication with her? Yeah. All right, can I, can I say my part real quick before I let you get yours out? Crap, Scrappy, you sound stupid, right? Let me, let me adjust my mic because I know how I represent myself as a father, right? When we have these goddamn kids, right, our responsibility is to take on all the bullshit that they, you know, it's just our responsibility to stand up as men and do what we're supposed to do. Right. What do you think that shows your children when you refuse to come to their house and pick them up from their house? What are you raising? You your kids are going to learn what they see. So now they're going to recycle that same negative behavior that you're teaching them, because right now in this life we're in now, our kids are sponges. They are just re, they are uh they are learning and adapting to whatever they are being brought to, that's been brought to their plate. So when you say you are concerned about your mental health, I get that, right? But listen to me. Bambi is in her house. You are at the curb of her apartment or wherever she lives at. You don't she don't even have to be they don't you don't even have to see her. 
She can, their kids can open the door after they don't say their goodbyes to their mommy and walk out that house or garage or whatever. You telling me you, your ego so strong that you don't even want to go and, and now you say you're about to pick them up from somewhere else because you, you're in your, it's not about you and her relationship. When you had them kids, it ain't got shit to do with y'all no more. It's about the well-being of your children. And you 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 supposed to be raising kids to be productive in this world. You're not supposed to recreate the same behaviors and habits that you were taught. That is an excuse. You sound stupid. And then the fact that you use your mental health to try to justify that stupid-ass idea, that sounds even crazy. I'm done. You'll go back. I don't see nothing wrong with that. Okay, see. Because here it is a situation where y'all have had toxic situations and things happen and things have been brought up. And say, for instance, this one day he do go to pick the kids up. And like she said, they at the age where she can just open a drive, open a garage and they walk out, right? Yeah. Okay. You open the garage and they walk out. Say he said, you know, I'm outside. When technically, he's not really outside. He's about to pull up. Who's with them kids? When they come strolling out. They've had a toxic relationship situation that's been put out to the world or whatever that doesn't suit either one of them and for safety and sanity. What's the issue from him saying, well, look, maybe we can pick up at a neutral place because who's to say one day she don't say he pulled up in my house and did X, Y, and Z did all this stuff, yada, yada, yada. And he did absolutely nothing. But tracking and everything does say he picked up kids up from that house. That is her private space. Just like he said, his house is his private space. Who's to say something happens one day at her, her house and it's not him, but because she know that they got beef and somebody breaking the house or something happened, she accused him because he know where she stay. When it comes to co-parenting and y'all have had bitter relationships and his kids involved, nobody thinks about the kids. Nobody. It's always how I can get back at you or what I can do to get back at you until they've been mature and grown enough to have a conversation and come to a common ground with each other. It's always going to be a problem. I don't care what nobody say. Anybody who says that they've never, anybody who's been in a relationship with somebody and has a kid and y'all go y'all separate ways. There is no way you could tell me or anybody in this world that as soon as y'all went y'all separate ways, y'all was just, oh yeah, kumbaya friends. No, somebody was bitter. Somebody was in their feelings and some shit was said. Even if when people have conversations and the biggest thing people do and they don't realize they do it because I do it. Even when me and him get into it, is the kids be around and you say some shit and the kids hear it. So when it comes to situations like that, if he feels as though that it's safe for his mental health, for them to meet somewhere, for him to get the kids, even if it's at a playground, and it's to be every other Friday I'm supposed to get them, cool, I get them from school, or we link up at a playground and get them. But it's best for him to just pick them up from school, drop them back at school, then he ain't got to see her at all. But you still got to communicate with her because that is the mother. And those are kids. You can't make arrangements and plans with kids because they hold on to stuff. And the day that you don't come and get them and you don't promise them something, that's going to be a problem. So I don't see anything wrong for him not wanting to pick her up, pick the kids up from that, from her house. I don't see nothing wrong with it at all. That just shows how you'll feel. Whoa.
Definitely. See, I'm man enough to under, uh, uh, say when I'm wrong. It's not that you're wrong. That's might, just how you feel. And I might have went on a... Uh, uh, you went on a spill, a t- but you went on a spill. You went on a spill of a tangent of a... Yeah, of a, a husband who's in the household with their yeah. kids. Your spill and tangent, I'm quite sure, would be different if you was not in the household with your kids. If you were the parent who had to have agreements and yeah, things in right. place for you to see your kids and restrictions, you would not feel like how you feel. And, and, you and would he, feel like this is some shit that I can't get up when I want to and see my kids. I got to yeah. wait until designated days to see my kids because we have a problem. You get what I'm saying? Because we have a problem. Yeah. It's not the kids. It's yeah. the adults. When these arrangements and things are in place, it's because the adults can't be adults enough to make proper arrangements that benefit the kid. Yeah. Because right. if you were adult enough and y'all didn't have any ill feels or y'all was good and y'all loved y'all kids, yeah. the conversation would be, look, I understand we didn't work out, mm-hmm. but look, as far as, the kids go, as far as the kids go, you know, whenever you want to see them, however, just let me know and let's work something out. Even yeah. if we got to come up with a calendar and say, you know, such as such, Carl has basketball this day, Alex has this this day. You know, my schedule permits that I can be there both days. But All if right, you want to attend, speaking of that, okay, if you have that, if you have that, um. If you have that standing right there as it relates to picking up your kids, then how the hell do you co-parent as it relates to those type of activities then? Do you not show up you for your child him. because you don't want to? You heard him. I don't do the calling when it ain't my time or when it's my time, you calling. Like, basically, he's saying when he got the kids, she don't need to call to say, hey, what the kids doing, however. He's going to make sure he do what he's he, supposed to It's do. basically when I got him, I got him. When you got him, you got him. And it shouldn't be like that because it should be if you got the kids, I should be able to call them like, hey, Mike, the kids good. And you may be like, dog, I got my kids. They good. And I'd be like, nah, I just missed them. You know, just checking on them. And if I got them, you should be able to like, hey, sorry, what my kids doing? Okay. What about that parent that's probably always, the kid got an iPhone, they always checking their location. And maybe the location is reading that they were, um, elsewhere 12 hours ago um and it hasn't it hasn't picked up their current location and 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 she's trying to figure out, okay wh- where you at and why they there and you not there. i get what you're saying but he said he ain't doing all that yeah he ain't doing all he, that he's not allowing he control, all that can he control if she send uh an iphone with her child or apple tag uh yeah Cause he ain't doing all that. That's oh, so, what I'm saying. So you telling You're me he not... going the extra mile to search and find out if she put an air tag inside her children's bag or something like that? The bag gonna stay where it's I'm at. I'm gonna tell you, Bambi look like she the type of person to do that. The and bag she look is like she's stay... uh she also look like she's malicious enough to be trying to find any possible way to try to ruin his so called mental health. The biggest issue is with anybody that's, that's in the right. public eye mm-hmm. that have children. You're going to be ridiculed. You're going to be you're going to be spat on by us regular people. That's just what it's going to be. That's it. That's I ain't all. Trying to. I want to treat them like they're regular humans, but we we don't hear this type of stuff from regular humans because they're not celebrities. And this stuff happens every day. Yeah, I know. It happens every day. It yeah. happens on a regular. It happens on situations where 
I just be like, damn, I have friends who are situations like this. And it's just like, they deal with shit how they need to deal with it. And that's just what it is. But again, when kids are involved, how much of an adult can you be with the other party? Yeah. Especially if the other, especially if the other party, you know, is toxic and not even toxic. Oh, so toxic. He said he's protecting your, his mental health, which tells me he's trying to separate himself from the toxic behavior. The toxic behavior started with his mammy. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's just it. That's all. But, but she, then you would also like she think, the other woman. You would. That's also, the problem. You, you would almost think that then that would be Bambi that would be talking the way that Scrappy is talking. Cause Scrappy is talking like like he is like she's the problem. And I'm and to be honest with you, I'm that's why I find it crazy. Outside of the um the stuff that's been trending the last few months between her, Erica. And Scrap and his mom, you would almost think that Bambi is the problem. But it's almost like, I know Erica hasn't been saying anything to uh, Bambi, but it almost looks like it's her versus Scrap, the mama, and Erica. The biggest thing is... And Erica, I mean, Bambi should be the one that's trying to protect her kids from Mama D. 2023... Going into 2024 has been the year of celebrities spinning a block on their exes. Going back to the one that they let let get away. And that is fine. That is not a problem. That is not an issue. I just think that the celebrities should just try the, the dating of a normal person type life situation. And stop going from celebrities to celebrities to yeah, celebrities but because them bodies that they got and them, the, it's just, it's too much. So the reason... I, one celebrity explained it this way. Said the reason that you see celebrities going from celebrity to celebrity because celebrities understand how to handle celebrities. Do they? That's that's what they quote unquote say. <laughs> Do they? Versus de- dealing with a regular person and they like that Josh Giddy chick. I don't who, know. I'm with Josh Giddy and we don't fucking care. <laughs> celebrities know how to celebrity as they say. The mass majority of them do. It is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> so dating someone else's kids and not wanting to associate with the person's kids. So dating someone and they have kids and you don't want nothing to do with them. This is another one of your stories. I bro. just think that the parent. Let me read the story. That first. allows. So understand what we're getting into. You're about to talk about something. You don't even. They don't even. Let's set the scene. You said dating somebody with kids. Baby mama is reaching out to her child's father's girlfriend for help. The girlfriend says that is not her responsibility. My thing is, can't nobody make a parent be a parent? The second post is what the girlfriend posted on her story. So she was like, hello, can you please allow Malias to get faith? I'm struggling really bad and I need help. He said that he can't allow his daughter to spend the night Cause it's, it's your house and your rules. So I'm asking you woman to woman. And her response was, Hey, yes, she can't stay here. Faith isn't my child. And I won't have responsibility over that or what, uh, what you and miles have going on. Uh, and she was like, I spoke to her and she was like, okay, cool. And then, I guess this part is... This is your story. The girl... So... 
She was like, woman. So the girlfriend then goes and posts on her story and say, women, especially black and minority women, have always been set up to be frontline providers, even when we are not called to be or supposed to be at the moment, especially with kids. It's been pushed in our heads to take in other people's kids, raise kids that aren't yours, be a stepmama with no true commitment to a man. Example, marriage. If you date a man with kids or a kid, it's a package deal, which is absolutely not true or a fact. Nothing, nothing's a package deal until you are married. Most of us have been brainwashed with what society shows. It's very sad that we think this way because it has always become a long and hard burden on the woman. But as a woman and women, we are set up to be so strong and take it all. As for me, I will not. It may seem harsh, but I am currently in my selfish state because I work hard for it. I will travel. I will enjoy life. I will eat whatever I want. I will work hard and focus on what I want and add to what I want. That doesn't include children at this moment. Even while dating someone with a child, it's not my responsibility. It's just that simple. Once we as women put our foot down and stop taking on extra burdens, stress, possible harm, etc., we will all be able to be better and be in a better place, especially with our standards. I agree. And I only say that is me and my wife know the type of, uh, uh, what, what are, what are called? We all know the type of sacrifices we got to put a, put forth for our kids. Like, we can't I, travel. We can't do certain things because we got to make sure kids got care. They got daycare. They got clothes. They got food. They got all this stuff. Um, and if them ain't your kids, it ain't your responsibility I to make sure you put that type of stuff aside. It's kind of like I'm on both sides of the situation mm-hmm. because... I get what she's saying. Yeah, you can't want that dick and not want to take care of his, help take care of his it, kids. It's, it's not even that. <laughs> My whole thing is, I, I hear what she's saying, and for that reason, she shouldn't date somebody with kids. Mm-hmm. Because that now relationship should be you over. put now you put that you put him in a situation yep. where he has to choose his child or his relationship. Then the issue I have with him is, if you knew this. Why didn't you step out and get your own? Why you staying with her, knowing for a fact your child is not welcome? Cause it would never, and that's the situation in society is right now. Is a lot of men, and you have some women who move in with the other party as boyfriend and girlfriend, and you get comfortable, and then you're in a situation where y'all living y'all lavish life, and then your child is living with the other parent. Then you barely get the child. Or your reason for not being able to get the child is because your girlfriend or boyfriend says that your child's not welcome. And you actually had the audacity to take your motherfucking fingers and text that shit and not feel nothing about like nothing. Absolute. And I don't even care if he's in a situation where he can't afford to have his own place. Mm-hmm. But, sir, you couldn't afford to get a hotel for the weekend for you and your daughter if it came to that. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If she says she need help. But as they always say, mama's baby, daddy's baby. Because once we carry it and it's, in with the, it's within us, 
and we birthed it, we are the ones sitting there with that kid. If the father show up for the birth, he do. If he don't, he don't. But we the ones as women have to take that burden. So for her to say that this is her goals and how she sees things fit goes to show that he didn't give two shits about the child to begin with. Because you would think if I'm in a relationship with somebody or I'm thinking to have a relationship with this person, our conversations will be, well, what is your future like when it comes to kids? You know, because I have a child. And they like, oh, no, I don't want kids. I don't do kids. It'll be like, okay, well, it was nice knowing you. No, <laughs> he still went forth with it, moved in and everything. Like, that's just absolutely not. That's, that shit is crazy. And these kids don't ask to be here. And we put them in situations where it make it seem like they're the problem. Like, it's because of you that, you know, X, Y, and Z, you could have swallowed that baby. You could have aborted that baby. But you right. didn't because you thought it was going to keep him. All right, so now what do you say to the to the um to the boyfriend with the child now that the mother understands that the new girlfriend wants nothing to do to the with the kids now how do you operate with your kids as it relates to them going with the father because It's no going because this person was like you're uh no I wouldn't even want my kids over where they are not wanted They can't be there that's the thing because if she's saying that your child can't even spend a night I don't even take it into consideration of my child being there at all because you're going to make my child feel uncomfortable and my child did not ask for that. And then he's going to be the bitch and make it seem like, Oh, that wasn't like that or whatever. No, no, my child will not go there. The only time, the next time you will see me here for me and the child is when you get served these papers. Cause your rights are gone. You are no longer needed. This person said, "I understand being a self, and we're, uh, we're living in a selfish area, selfish era, selfish with a man living in your house. Make that man get his own place. If you're selfish, date man who has the lifestyle to cater to your selfishness. You're dating a man with with a child. You want nothing to do with her, and you still respect that man for listening to you. A selfish, uh, being selfish over the children." He can live in your house, but he's not your husband. The math ain't math. <laughs> but then not, not only that, say she get pregnant, right? And she keep the child. Mm-hmm. Nah, that's and, even... and then now you expect him to give your child a thousand percent and be and that give, dad. But you child. said the hell with the kid. That Absolutely yeah. not. Yeah, no. I no. I, I, I also, but it's people out here who are like that. I, I also don't know in the era that we living in that um, I know I know the mother is supposed to reach out to the girlfriend, but I don't know too many mothers that's just going to text them. They're going to pull up and no, try to have that conversation. What that mother did, I don't see a problem with. Because she basically said, I reached out to him, and he told me that you the one that said no. So I want to get clarity. Like, what's the situation here? So, then when, so what, for her to get her number, he had to give it to her, right? So what did he do once she said no? He didn't try to fight for his kids? Fight for what? He ain't got nowhere to stay. Where Harper gonna go? Oh, that's what that's giving. I wish I knew if he had somewhere to stay. Because that's what it's giving. For the fact that he said she said can't stay here because he needs somewhere to stay. Because when soon as she said that to him, he should not have even reiterated it or that conversation didn't even have to be had with his baby mother. The conversation would have been okay. It ended. The, oh, right. I, the well, conversation would have been like, look, me and my girl, we're not even uh, together anymore right. at this point. Right. Um, 
I'm currently in between pillow to post. If you're fine with me coming to the house for a couple of days to deal with it, you know, to be there with the baby, I got you. You know, I, I got to get on my feet. But him at home, girl, that should have been a wrap if he Because you know what this really sound like? It sounds like the dude just came home from jail. And um, he, he trying to reintroduce uh, himself to society. No, it don't, it don't even necessarily sound like that. It sound like a I'm baby mother. It sound like a baby mother who said, "I'm going to do all this on my own. Mm-hmm. I'm going to handle this on my own. Mm-hmm. I don't need him mm-hmm. for shit." Mm-hmm. And it just became too much because life be lifing. Yeah. And she thought that the people that was going to help and support her was going to be there and do this and do that. And everybody else have their own life, mm-hmm. and they're not able to. So she had to mm-hmm. go to the father. And going to the father, her hopes were, look, you've went three, four years of not having to do nothing, provide nothing or anything. You can't do this one thing. Yeah. That's what it looks like. Well, but peace, peace, well, peace, peace and blessings to them. And I hope they figure it out. No selfish joint need to be to herself. Yeah. She don't need to be with nobody. She only need to be um, dealing with people that's just here to fuck. She just need to have people she can call and be like, hey, I'm trying to get something. Are you not available? All right, baby, you not available? Oh, let me, because that's crazy. Because in any given situation, she can find herself in a situation where she ends up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just crazy. All right, Turkish woman reportedly filed for do- divorce, claiming her husband didn't keep up with the, the with his hygiene. The woman identify, identified as A-Y, say her husband C-Y, did not take regular showers, wore the same clothes for extended periods, and neglected oral hygiene by br- uh, by brushing his teeth only once, <laughs> only once or twice a week. AI presented witness in court who confirmed these allegations against her husband. <laughs> I don't see nothing wrong with that. That's just like I wear the same tank top, tank top for two weeks. <laughs> I start feeling bad for myself. You gonna divorce me because I won't take that take top off? It's just like situations where they say how you get the person is how you you know you need to keep doing that, or that's how you gonna lose the person. And that is it's real. And there's some situations it's like you gotta come to some common ground of things and be like, okay, well, I know this is happening, so we can't continue to do like you. Oh my mommy. god, boo! I'm going. Oh, my God. The second paragraph is going to blow your mind. But go on. But it's like, you know, <laughs> say, for instance, your guy used to take you, buy you flowers every week and take you out on dates. Look at the events. Uh, take you out on dates. Take you, on, take you out on dates. And, uh-huh. you know, that's just something that y'all did in the relationship. And it continued that way. And everything was good, you know, whatever. Then y'all got married. And you like, okay, we still going to do this. Still gonna, mm-hmm. And then the dates stopped. No, the flowers stopped coming. Then the dates started happening. And then you like, hold up, wait. If you're not doing this for me, are you doing it for somebody else? Like, what's yeah. going on here? What's yeah. the problem? Yeah. I don't see anything wrong if somebody's used to something and they and it's not what it was anymore, leaving the situation. Okay, but but how about she already knew this was the case before she married him? Then that was her dumbness. She thought, right, you cause... can't change anyone. I need people to know that. I need people to understand that. All right, you so... cannot 
change a person. If this is who they are and what they are and who they've been, just because you marry them does not mean that they're going to change at all. So it say, according to the Turkish news outlet, the 19th family court found CY to be entirely at fault and granted the divorce, awarding AI a compensation of 500,000 euros. The decision was deemed lawful by the Regional Court of Justice and was subsequent. Sub, subsequent. Yeah, thank you, baby. Uh, approved by the Second Chamber of the Supreme Court of Appeals, making it a final. Oh, so she he had money and she knew yeah. that this would be a way that she can get out of it. So the Supreme Court ruled <laughs> that the defendant's husband was entirely responsible for the circumstances that led to the divorce such as his lack of personal hygiene and body odor. While the wife was not at fault, A.I.'s lawyer also upheld the compensation decision, stating that the, under the civil law, reasons for divorce are categorized as either special or general. General reasons is encompass all factors that make shared life unbearable. In this case, the reason for the divorce was defendant's disregard for personal hygiene including infrequently showering and irregularly toothbrushing. The court found that the defendant entirely at fault and the plaintiff partial, partially at fault. So she was partially at fault because she already understood this guy was this way. But he had money. Yeah. It was for the money. So she did it for the bag. <laughs> That's it. She did she it, did for, it for the bag. <laughs> I can get uh, a quick bag. Mm. So I hope you guys ain't traveling to Jamaica, man. They telling y'all to stay your ass home. Let me tell you something. As this band came out, I was making reservations. I ain't changing my reservations either. Fuck. You're right. Because I also remember <laughs> when we went to Mexico not too long ago, there was a travel band telling us not to go to Mexico. And I swear my wife said, oh, they big. We big. They ain't going to mess with us. A couple weeks later. Chick went over to get surgery. She was big. And they kidnapped all they asses. That's not what it was. They was in with drugs. I don't like him at all. I'm just saying it is what it is. You can't... Look. You got a ban everywhere, but you ain't got a ban for the mofos from coming over here. They said... um, We are in war here. A level three travel alert. Uh, change for Jamaica urging Americans to exercise increased caution when traveling to the islands. So they're not telling you not to go. They're just telling you maybe it's you should go and that if you do go, the be cautious on is, what you're doing. So don't leave the resort. Don't leave. <laughs> Every When we was in Mexico and I kept seeing everybody boarding these little raggedy ass buses. I kept saying, babe, them buses look a little sketchy. We ain't leaving. And then the one time we leave, I feel like we was going to tell Armageddon. Go to Walmart. Oh, good catch. Oh, my God. Good. I'm sorry, y'all. We're watching the Pro Bowl. Oh, good catch, CD. Anyway, I felt like we were going into Armageddon. I wanted to get back as fast as I could. Anytime the Uber driver tell you to leave your location so the taxi drivers won't see you come get in my car and chase me. (laughs) Yeah, y'all. Be cautious, man. You know? Just be careful and watch your surroundings. But you should still be able to live. That's it. Officer Court Double Dipping. 
Man, that mofo got too comfortable. Got too comfortable. They've been investigating you. It was during COVID. So it was kind of like, eh, got a little sweet. I'll say this because I've been in a situation where I had to, uh, uh, you know, you know, call out an officer and then go before the hearing board to testify <laughs> against the said officer because they was out here double dipping. <laughs> you know, I I think the only reason these officers are double dipping because they're in tough times. And they're only in tough times because they put themselves in tough times. But I don't know if I'll be on duty as the officer while I'm on duty and supposed to be responding to a call, I'm also on duty as security at the grocery store. Mm-hmm. That don't make sense. And that's an easy way to catch you. You know how they caught him? Because when they probably was looking for him, he was nowhere to be found because he was doing his rounds. And he got caught. So this is what they say. They say agents with MPD's Internal Affairs Division arrested God damn, dog. He got arrested. Yeah, he got charged for fraud. Oh, oh my God. That sucks. He got How the officer going to get arrested? He, he got charged for fraud. He got arrested and charged with first degree fraud, according to investigators, between August 27. Oh, my God. Damn. It was 21. Oh, my God. Between August 27, 2021 and June 7, 2023, Davis allegedly worked as a un- I mean, as a uniformed security guard mm-hmm. at Giant Food Store on Alabama Avenue South- mm-hmm. Southeast. At the same time, he was meant to be patrolling the 7th District. Mm-hmm. Um, Davis has been with the department since 2014. His police powers have been revoked uh, on June 12, 2023 as a result of the investigation. Court documents show that Davis uh, had applied for outside employment at the Giant Store in 2017. But uh, I can't even get a word out. Allegations of fraud were brought in May. Internal Affairs investigating got access of Davis' time cards at Giant, as well as surveillance video that matched up with the times as he was meant uh, meant to be on duty with the police department. The documents say records acquired by Internal Affairs show that total of 100, oh my God, 193 separate incidents. Oh my God. A total it's added up to like 46,000. My man did... 991 hours and 48 minutes. Wow. He was supposed to be doing police. Oh, yeah. We can can get it down to the minute if you want it. To the second. I I know how to access that information, too. (laughs) We can get it down to the second if you want to. We know what we know. (laughs) It says the actions of this individual do not represent the values of the Metropolitan Police Department. Yes, they do, because he ain't the only one doing it. You know how I know? He wouldn't have been doing it if someone hadn't told him how to do it and how he could get away with it. So I'm sure he is about to be a whistleblower. This is what happens when you ain't got no partner. He said, we hold our employees to the highest standard. No, you don't, because this ain't the first time somebody got caught bullshit. Nope. Um... and accountability. No, you're not. You're, they're not accountable. No one's accountable because people are broke. Everything's high. And y'all don't pay enough. And you got these guys working all this time. It, uh, money ain't enough money. They want more money. Greed is crazy. I'm quite sure if he just went to his captain and be like, look, I just want a better beat. No, if it was Can that easy. To- if it was that easy, he would have did it. But... It wouldn't have been. It would have been just one check, though. You get what I'm saying? Like the dude that do Kip. You get what I'm saying? Nine hundred 
in 91 hours. That's his beat. Like... <laughs> Nigga, you ain't realized this shit was wrong at a hundred hours, <laughs> fifty hours. Oh, pick six. Mm, oh, he ain't get it. oh man, that sucks for Mark Davis. Is that his name? Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> they gave his name, so I'm gonna give his name. All right, babe. Now let's get to the meat. Let's get to the meat on the bone. The meat on the bone. Which one of my romantic justice has been your favorite? I don't know, cause you're not romantic. <laughs> For, for me to have a favorite. I'm glad this is hate. Yeah, this is hate. You know <laughs> why this not, is hate? You're not. You're not. You because call yourself I'm a, a hopeless, hopeless romantic. romantic, but that's not your thing. What what just what what justifies a romantic? Like what's your definition of romantic? Okay, that's it. So what would be romantic would be if I came home and he was like, "Babe, dinner's ready." You I've know, done that. even if. That's you saying spur of the moment, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. See, that's what I tell y'all. She get on this camera on this podcast, and she she just straight up forgets. She straight up forgets. But I'll let you get it. I'm not even going to argue. And you, you said, what's my favorite? No, I didn't like, say what your favorite That's is. what it said. That's what that say. I said, what's your definition of a romantic But is. that's what I'm saying. You're saying, what's my favorite? I think sometimes, and I'm going to be honest for with you. you to find something this, for you to find something to be your favorite, it has to have been I'm, done I'm, a couple I'm, times I'm glad for you to be like, yes, I like that, for you to I'm compare it to something. I'm glad this topic comes up. Because I think sometimes women, uh, they get amnesia. How? They get am- Stop it. They get... Don't 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 interrupt me. They get amnesia and forget what type of man they're dating. Go on. So your you definition of somebody that say, Listen, "Oh, baby, the dinner is ready." Listen, somebody, if you came home and and dinner's ready, mm-hmm. or you come home and they like, hmm, take a load off, strip you down, you know, and it's something for it to be. He says your favorite, so that means something has been done a couple of times. For me to be like, yes, this is what I enjoy when this happens. There isn't anything that I can say that you have done a couple times for it to be a favorite. Because when it happened, it's like, yes, okay, babe. That happened. I'm so I glad. Like that. I'm That's so glad sweet. the people that support I us got that. my back. But to say that I have a favorite. I'm glad I'm so glad. And you know what? It's like, so if if I was to say something, it'll be butt rubs. Listen to me. I'll tell you this. I'm so glad that over the last 20 years, I've I've impacted people's lives through our relationship. And people understand who I have. This is one of the moments where I will have to put up the victim impact statements. And the people will tell me differently. Next question. So I don't, what's your favorite? When you, the little things that you do for me. And, and there's a lot of them. But... You just sat on this camera, and I and I'm not even in my feeling, in my feelings. In the past, I'd be upset. Look, that's hate. But but God knows, God knows my heart, and He understands what type of man I am. You're so not I, a romantic. I, the fact that you that's because I don't live up to your definition of what a romantic is. But the victim act. But that's the, the victim, whole situation. The victim. You're not dating him. You're with me. <laughs> No, there's okay. I, well, y'all I, can have them. I village, I village. Know what type of romantic? The village, I am. no, you're not a romantic. How? How? This is one of those moments where you men, you mute up, and you move on. That just means I gotta do better. That's all that means. 
I, I, I listen, I record, and I adapt. That's real men understand what that looks like and how you supposed to navigate. That just means you got more work to do. I am never too old to learn. She just learned me a new one. I'm not a romantic, even though I constantly call myself a hopeless romantic. Yeah, but you said you got to look at the question. She also and just said, said none of the stuff I, I do for her is a favorite. And you know why she feels that that's not a favorite? It's probably because I don't do it consistently enough. For me, like I said, if so I go I with anything, that. it'll that's be a butt not rub. In my feelings. It will be a butt rub. Okay. How how has the way you think about uh, love changed over the years? I'm gonna tell you how it changed for me. Early in our relationship, we used to fuss and fight and all that other stuff. I adapted because um, I never grew up around couples who actually display what love is. You know, like in the beginning, I think we used to fuss about like the material shit, shit that really didn't matter to like us just surviving. But once I realized how much I truly love this woman, it makes me disregard that last question. It's kind of given that nobody wanted us, so we got stuck together. That's the vibe you're giving right now. <laughs> Holy shit. That's hate. <sighs> Comments about to bust your ass. <laughs> about to bust your ass. That's gonna be the first video I put out. I'm putting this shit right out because they gonna get your ass. They gonna show. They gonna. They gonna learn you a new one. What? Them, them how com- they gonna learn me a new one? They not in this relationship. So, so how has the way you think about love changed over the years? Because it has changed. I, I I know your behaviors. I said what I said. Bitch, I'm thicker than thicker. Huh. Bitch, bitch, you not even a fart. Dibby, 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 dibby. I'm waiting, girl. You don't know how to answer that question. That's it. Mm. That's, that's, that's how it changed? <laughs> oh, shit. That's more hate. <laughs> that's more fucking hate. I guess... You know, when you're a kid and you're young, you're growing up, you always want to have a relationship that's supposed to resemble the love that you get from, if you're a girl, it's your dad. If you're a boy, it's the mom type situation. And I didn't want the love that I had from neither of them (laughs) as my love. Oh, shit. That's Um, more hate. God damn, son. (laughs) It was just like my grandparents raised me. So the love that my grandparents had, like the love my grandfather had for my grandmother, it's like, that's the love that I was like, mm, that's the love I want. But, try, like, me being a kid that was in a situation where it was like, I did what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and my choices of things, like when I was younger, outrageous. Um, I went to school, got good grades when I did go, um, graduated. <laughs> Good grade. Stop there. But, oh my God. Let me pull the mic up a little bit. This takes me back to the uh the first question. Which one of my romantic gestures has been your favorite? Uh-huh. That's why I thank God. I thank God. I like how God comes around and he comes around. 
Y'all know back when she was going to high school, Mike used to get on the bus and come out of his way to sit outside her school and wait for her to get out. I don't care if I was skipping school. Ain't nothing you can say now. That is romantic for your man to meet you outside school and then ride back to your house with you. That was then. You don't do, like, uh, what does that have to do? I do. I pick you up from work. I'm waiting outside for you. The devil is alive. Look at, look at God. Uh, anyway, you said it, babe. So, you know, you know. You, you picking me no, 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 up no. from work No, 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 no. Now. No, don't Debbie down my stuff. Is it no, because you no, want to? Matt, Matt, that's hate. If you bring up my broke down car, I swear to God, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get mad. <laughs> I'm gonna get mad. <laughs> You're not sick. Yeah, that's my... not true. I wanted the carpool purposely. My I husband said, loves me. There's no doubt about it that okay. my husband loves me. Okay, there but we I go. just feel oh, like oh, in a situation I, where I should say. be loved. There's nothing you can say after that. There's nothing. I felt <laughs> the love. I felt the love. <laughs> I felt the love. I just feel Man, like. Ish. There's nothing else you can say. You said my husband loves me, and there's no there's no doubt about it. There's no doubt about it. Stop. As far as the people my don't husband, need to know nothing else. As far as my husband being in love with me, to like a situation where it's just like I can't be without her, or any type of situation. Nah. Hold the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, let me start fighting with. Let me stop starting beef. <laughs> Are we turning into our parents? Hell no. yeah. Fuck no. Not your I'm parents. I'm fucking looting that. I am. And mm. when I say the question wasn't, I don't think the question was meant to be the type of parents that they were. I'm talking about as far as my grandmother and the way she used to yell at me about the stuff that she did. Oh, like okay. yesterday. Like stuff like that. Like yesterday with my godson. <laughs> why man why you do that to my kid Fuck oh no. my god I jacked that boy up we squared uh, I put that man up on the wall because <laughs> all I heard was uh, let me set this thing I'm in here playing the video game right chilling I hear him say where you at oh my god I lost my shit so instead of my wife I gave her first plausible deniability. I was like, babe, I, mean, I, I want to read the text. I got to read the text. Because if she had responded differently, I wouldn't have reacted the way I did. Mm, damn, babe. I feel like it should have been close. Oh, no, I said, did Jay just call Erica yelling at her? You said, yeah. That's all I needed to hear. <laughs> you didn't get no clarity to say because he did yell. Oh, no, 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 no. It wasn't in I'm talking the about, matter of soon I, as she picked the phone up, she was like, I was like, boy, we not coming back. Because Carl already know how I get when I'm about to jack him up. What did Carl do? Carl and Alex just, you know how like, <laughs> you know how like the uh, uh, Homer Simpson rolled Fade back. into the bushes. Oh, boy, that's what they did. You should have seen Alex. She went like this. Oh, and, 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 and look, Carl went back. Like Carl went in this room. Oh shit! Because and look, I know Jay was I, taking aback because oh, he you don't do off. none of that. Because I to ain't him. Even, like listen, even with all the shit that's you, been going on, he like, looked me in my eye and he was stone faced. Like he heard. I I looked into his soul. 
I was like, stop disrespecting your motherfucking mother. I said, man, I don't want to hear that no more. I'm like, this. <laughs> I'm serious. I warned y'all y'all didn't want me to do that. I told y'all. I said, now go sit your ass down. And walked away. I was pissed. I said, man, no, I told you about disrespecting your mother. You did it. You did it. I am becoming, I'm becoming my grandmother. And I told myself, when I become a parent, and you know what's so crazy? Every time I got to chastise my kids, I feel, oh my God, I feel so bad. I told my wife I wasn't going to apologize. I shot up a text message and apologized. <laughs> because. The- I, I, like, I'm hardcore when I need to be. But because, <laughs> like, I, I think in, 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 in my childhood, I experienced multi- multiple levels of how to discipline a child. Like, my grandmother was, like, because she was a woman and she had to be aggressive, she would use whatever she can get her hand on to get me. Then I lived with my mother, and her her boyfriend at the time had a, a weird way of discipline. Then I lived with my father, and his uh, his discipline was more abusive. So that, that scared me. I said, like, I my way of discipline is more jack you up. I'm never going to like, I'm never going to pow pow you. I'm just going to be aggressive with you just to let you, like I told him, I told him, I said you feel me. Like, don't make me, I don't want to do this no more. Cause I don't, I don't, I don't like, I I, I also think like, just like Pastor was teaching today, it was like kids need discipline, but they need more love in this time we living in. So I didn't ever want to be that type of a disciplinarian. So it's always like me with her, me and her, it's good cop, bad cop. More man, bad cop and more like, oh, my man baby. man to be laid in, laying in the bed and he be like. Don't do that to my kids, on <laughs> He be like, babe. Like, why you taking his game again? Just little shit like that. I'll talk to him. Don't do that. Go get her. <laughs> Yeah, get her. Yeah. I'm sick, sick of on her. Like, I can't do it, baby. Go get like, her. Like, what? No. Yeah, all right. When was the last time you felt proud of yourself? I can tell you the last time I felt proud of myself, but I keep wow. asking everything first, so. Oh, man, I ain't know Montez Sweat made the Pro Bowl. Wow. He made the Pro Bowl as a bear. Ain't that about some bullshit? Look, look at him. Go put on a Chantella jersey. If you don't take that, you just was see I think that sucks that I don't have, I feel like I have a moment. I feel like I was. Well, I'll give you your moment because I'm proud of you. That sucks. So let me tell you this. Back in October, and and part of being on a podcast, right, we, we try to be transparent. But back in October, I had to walk away from a job that was paying me. I was getting paid good weekly, right? Or decent weekly. And it was providing healthy for us. And you getting teary-eyed? Yeah, you are. And I had to put a little bit more responsibility on my wife than she's used to, right? And with my wife, she already know, I've always been very positive. Even if shit seemed bleak. (laughs) I'm like, man, God gonna make a way. We gonna be all right. But I had to put more responsibility on her than I normally would take for myself. Like, way more responsibility. And you know what? It, it was tough in the beginning. Because I'm like, man, I see her. And I like, I'm like, I know she's not used to all this. 
and she's not used to doing all this. But man, she's had my motherfucker back these last four months. And to be real with you, I pro I I'm better I'm better now for walking away from that job than I was before. Cause she know there was some dark nights. Dark nights coming home. Like I'm like, what the what the fuck am I doing? Like and her encouragement, like all that shit, man, really. Squirrels fighting. <laughs> oh, yeah, I seen them. I see them all the time fighting back there. The, the, the encouragement she gave me, like, even when, you know, I was struggling financially, like, man, like, I want to, you know, I want to help you. I want to do this. I want to do that. And her just staying on me to make sure I'm doing certain things, even when, like, I'm procrastinating or whatnot. Oh, I love to do this competition, boo. Look at that shit, boo. Oh, I'm sorry. We watching the Pro Bowl again. So, like, forgive me, y'all. I'm, I'm a man. I love my sports. But anyway. My encouragement, the encouragement she gave me, man. So, like, if she can't be proud of how she's been handling that, I'll be proud for her. And for me, I'm proud of myself because I went to an interview the other day. And normally when I go to interviews, man, I'm, I am, like, nervous and, like, I can't even, I can't even speak. And most times I think in the past because I wasn't, uh, so outspoken that might have uh, hampered some of the opportunities I could have had for myself. But I went into that interview and everything he had to say, like I, I had, I had a you know something to say back. So much so that like I got a call back immediately, and you know I I'll be back to grinding real soon or whatnot. So like also just appreciate this time off because like you know when I work I work and I'm not. I always say I don't work for me. I work for my family. So, uh, what's the most impactful memory you have with someone who is no longer in your life right now? I just I, I say mine. My grandmother. <laughs> At our gender reveal. Yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> like you know how people say the women make the boys the men make the girls type situation and when it was revealed we did a um a paint, paint reveal that you uh tricked me into <laughs> it came turned into a whole event I never did a goddamn gender reveal in my life a paint reveal so uh his best friend she was the art instructor or whatever and we painted this elephant and everybody was to paint or whatever, and she was to um, pop the balloon onto the painting. But she ended back. up popping it on herself. They was in that backyard chilling too. Um, and my grandmother, when she saw, she was so excited, and yeah. she was like, <laughs> "I can't wait to get all this stuff for her." My Mikey put in some work. Yeah. <laughs> Even on her and everybody she, was she just was talking like, about how much stuff she gonna buy what? and all this other stuff. Like I think, who knows, boy, what she, what Alex would have been like if she had a real opportunity to meet Grams. If she ain't her, already knows this and all that. But to say, my grandmother, she loves this guy right here. Love me, and she was like, "My Mikey put in the work." Hey, everybody was cracking yeah. up and laughing. Because his ass gonna say, I tell it ass. ass and everybody's just like the most hilarious thing. And then to have my grandfather who was here for her when she was born and their bond and relationship. 
and just like even on his deathbed yeah grandparents aren't the same no they don't provide the same love that uh um, For the gen- generation, these grandparents nowadays—they yeah. out hanging the, the, out in the, the club. 20, the, the twenty year <laughs> doing thing. The, the twenty year ago grandparents that do not exist anymore. You know, you don't have that same. Go to grandma's house for fish fries. Yeah. Um, grandma's door is always open to just come hang, chill. Yeah. You know, whatever the situation may be. Uh-uh. Um, baby, you got to work late. Bring that baby over here. Mm-hmm. You know, come get her in the morning. Come get him in the morning. Oh, come on, Carl. Sometimes Let's go get a burger. You know, <laughs> you you been at work all day. You know, whatever the situation you need, you need a break. Drop the baby off. It's it's not none it's of not that. You know, the family, the bond. You know, Sunday dinners. Everybody get together. Everybody. You you live in separate households. Everybody knew. That you better you better be at the house at that table, type situation. But it sucks. Yeah. Um. I have several impactful memories, but for me, um. You must have had me on this damn pod crying. One that. Yeah, you need to get that tissue together for what I'm about to say. One that kind of sits with me is kind of Pop's little final days, right? Um, was, you know, Pop's was, he was out of it in the hospital before he came home. And um, he was getting out. Of, I remember sitting by the driveway. And um, I just want to be that tough, you know, when, when, when God says it's my time. Because, like, Pop's was sitting on that. On that um that stretcher, and um they was getting ready to carry him in. And I was in a, in pops was like, "I'm walking in." I'm walking in. You know, they helped him, and he walked up them stairs, and um, he sat in that chair and talked about his wife. And in that moment, I knew like he was at peace. My you man know? said, "These people crazy. They got all these pictures up on the wall. Like I got." got. Yeah, he 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 was he was at, he <laughs> was at peace. crazy ass bitches. But, but but that that also um that just shows his strength, you know. Also looking back at when I approached them over some fried chicken, um about you know proposing to Sonya, and and Graham's first thing fried was like, chicken. "Yeah, you wasn't there. About time." I mean, it took you long enough. Y'all don't been through everything. I'm glad y'all doing it. And Pop was like, you know, just keep doing what you're doing. And you know, when they got when I got I got their blessing, man. You know, it just just something I had to do. I felt, you know, because they had helped me out. Like they really accepted me in their household in a time where I needed love. You know, because you know, me and my grandmother was going through what we were going through. And in that time, I needed family to kind of wrap. That's why I like family is so important to me because, you know, I didn't get the opportunity to have the love that I'm trying to um, display in my family. Oh, did I just roll my eyes? I felt like I did. <laughs> yeah, I felt like I did. It was a hard blink. 
All right, what's the most important lesson you've learned in the last year, last five years? I'll tell you what mine is. Do not mix business and pleasure together. And I say pleasure, like there's no there's no friendship in business. Like you got to learn. You got to learn to separate the two. And if you try to evolve the two, that shit will ruin you. Like when, when money's involved and friendship's involved, like some people just don't got the the hum humility if I just made a word up and if I did like like pastor said today ain't you can preach it in podcasting humility <laughs> I just made a word up I ain't even gonna correct you better not the humanity to understand when a person's really trying to grind for their family that's necessarily what they're trying to do so like my lesson is just like man don't do business with friends you know, unfortunately, like, you know. I wouldn't say don't do business with friends. But also, you know, understand what you're getting yourself into when you're doing business with your friends. Don't do or business. Or people who want to call you, who want to say you their brother or they your friend. Because, like, if and then also listen to people that's trying to warn you that this person ain't who that person say they is. Don't do so that, business. That, that's just my lesson. Because I think. people with ill intent. Yeah. If you yeah. already know. How this person move, how they navigate, or when you bring up suggestions, things, and it's like, uh, no, I don't like that. But then they turn around and do the exact same thing that they told you they didn't like. Like, you have to watch out for certain things of that nature. It's never to say, and that's a problem when you feel like you can't do business with friends and things of that nature. Because it shouldn't be like that. You should be able to be in a position where if you're in a position to grind and make good and you got people who are your true, genuine friends who are family-based, basically, that y'all can be in the same situation to grind together. I don't see why that can't happen if you're pure and you're a good person. Mm -hmm. Because there's plenty of people that I see on my timeline and feed on social media who are business people, who have businesses, who are flourishing, and they also have people who oh, they are close to, who they're helping build and flourish. That's just like the guy, Big Sexy Official. Like, his thing is, people will say, because of his livelihood and the way he live and navigate his life, as if, because he's a gay male, that he can't be the next person to help bring the next person up to become something or whatever but his thing has always been an authentic him he's always put out there who he is and how he is even down to the persons that he carry and stuff he let people know baby if you take anything from me rob me you're gonna be mad because it's all fake he ain't out here trying to be anything he's not he's not out here trying to live with the joneses above means by any means his thing is, I got the money for it, but why would I spend the money on it and go into debt or things like that to try to be what everybody else is out here on? Whatever. You have people who are into the high fashion. So every name, brand, whatever, that's just them. That's what they have to have. But you have people who are good with just putting whatever they put on and being them and still making it seem like it's worth a million bucks. So Speak, Speaking on high fashion. So I had my men's Fashion Nova outfit on for my interview. Mm-hmm. And I got a few DMs. Mm-hmm. One DM said I look like I'm on my way to church <laughs> with my church sweat on. <laughs> but you look good, Mikey. Next DM was like, and I'm just going to say it too. 
because I only got two. <laughs> Next DM was like, man, where you going on? Where you going with that church uh church sweater at? So shout out to Fashion Note for the outfit that I wore. <laughs> to church sweater. Uh, to my interview. <laughs> my fit was nice. Fitted by my wife. Supplied by Fashion Nova men. My man wouldn't. I said, let me take Shout out to Fashion Nova. This is not an ad, but <laughs> if y'all want to provide, if y'all want to sponsor. The crazy part is finish. this man has clothes because I buy stuff for him. Don't say it. Like but that. he do not. Because that nigga, that nigga will prompt for a t-shirt and some sweatpants. <laughs> I can't. I've come to the realization that I can't be like, okay. If he come pick me up from work, right, I can't be like, hey, babe, let's dip off and do something. Because this man looked like he just rolled out the damn bed. Yeah, but she hating on me, right? I came to get her the other day, right? Tell me if you wouldn't go go somewhere with this person. I had on the Ugg, the Ugg slippers, the Eddie Bauer pants, and the Eddie Bauer sweater. I'm in my coffee wear, Right. Where am I taking you? If your own sweatpants if won't hug ankles. your legs, why the hell? <laughs> Maybe if I had a pair of socks on, she probably have took me somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's annoying. I can't. I can't never do no type of spontaneous thing with him because she she almost got to tell me. Out. Babe, you need to make sure you got some clothes. No, that's you know the crazy what? part. You know what's so funny? She did say earlier that day, like, yeah, you need to start wearing clothes out the house because you never know what you're gonna be. Uh, you never know what you're gonna have to do after you, uh, um, you know, leave out the house. And this was pertaining to some event Alex had at her school. So I should have read the <laughs> writing on the wall. But you know me. I don't give a shit about that shit. If I really, if she had came out that school and said she wanted to go, Michael Johnson's been walking right back up in there with my UG, uh, my UG J's on and my Eddie Bauer pants and shirt with my ankles out. The teachers know. I walk my ass right up to that door with Alice with all this shit on every day. Hey, Mr. Johnson. Hey, teacher. And I'm slipping all back to the car. And they see me be like, hey, ma. Hey, okay. say And I'm like, what's up? Fucking boo boo on. She talking about me. She dropped her kids off with a muumu, with a nightgown that she that that they now quote unquote say is a muumu. Excuse me, sir. Don't judge you. I don't, don't get out me. the car. Oh, see, I get out the car. It's important for me to get out the car. My daughter want me to get out the car. How about that? What you guys say about that? Whatever. And if I do get out the car, it's a reason I had to get out the car. But either way, I, I just H. feel like there are times where you should just put some clothes on and be like, "Yeah, I'm gonna put something on." Just because, cause you never know. I said, "Babe, I'm take you on a date. Can I take you on a date?" No response. Question: Can I take you on a date? No response. <laughs> That's alright. She said that. Don't you say no hate, Sony. That's all right. What? I swear to God, you been out here, my fellas. That's all right. What? That's all right. That's all right. What? That's all right. No, I didn't like the way you said it. Good. <laughs> no, I won't be man. taking you on no dates. Guess not. <laughs> Homie. Homie. Yeah. Oh, Jessa Larris got uh, a congratulations from President Kamala Harris on her joining the Breakfast Club. 
that I popped slick last week and brought out. And the next day, they announced that she was joining the Bex Breakfast Club. And it just dismantled my whole theory behind the whole situation. Just shot that joint from a... It's like they heard my podcast coming out. Just like that damn Nicki Minaj and uh, Megan Thee Stallion beef. I said all that shit in the next that goddamn minute. That night, she released a diss track. I'm sitting there like, yeah, get the beef. The okay. fuck is- well, so long, farewell. We did another episode 139 to you from us to you and you and you and you and you. And you. Goodbye. Make sure you subscribe. Goodbye. Make sure you comment and rate and review. Goodbye. See you next time. Thank you for watching this episode. We out. Ha, ha, ha.